Thanks for downloading the Manchester Football Social, everyone. Quite a good show today, and for once, we'd had mainly all the games that were affecting United or City had, had happened before yeah. we got on air. Yeah, so nice. we actually like had stuff to genuinely talk about. There, I of, mean, there, there was a game on Everton and Chelsea, but like they weren't big teams or anything, so no. No, nothing that's going to affect the top five. No, so we talk about United Wolves in the FA Cup, which was uh, a very disappointing result and performance. We talk about City Swansea. Yeah, what a game that was. Yeah, it was end-to-end. End. I watched the first half and enjoyed it immensely. Listened to the second half on the radio on the way to my gig and it sounded like it was an absolute classic. Uh, we talk racking. about VAR <laughs> as ever. What is it good for? Preview <laughs> absolutely nothing. And we preview uh, the Champions League draw, which also happened this week. I think that's going to cost us about 50 quid for the rights now. To, to do that? Yeah. I don't think anyone would know what we were singing. <laughs> Uh, what else do we talk about? Oh, finally, yeah, Liverpool um, and City in the league. So a little bit of everything in oh, today's and show. As, and as well, we go all sort of like global, kind of, uh, because Niall, our journalist, was in Barcelona for the draw. Yeah. But maybe we knew something that you didn't. We we'll didn't. Find out. And do you know what? There's even a classic error that we like to include in all our broadcasts <laughs> where someone's iPod, iPad went off in the middle of the show. Yeah. All I'm going to say is, for once in my life, I'm really glad people know that I was watching Dancing on Ice on the iPlayer <laughs> and not something else. Yeah, that's, that is, in a way, more embarrassing, isn't it? What comes up? No, but I mean, at least this way I'll keep my job. <laughs> yeah, well, you're hanging on by the skin of your teeth week by week. Manchester Football Social. So welcome once again to the Manchester Football Social. My name's Ant McGinley. I'm a Man City fan. This here is Alex Boardman, a supporter of the Red Side. Yes, I support United, which is as it should be. Whoever you support, this is the place for you to come and get involved. The numbers you need, 0345-111-7625 if you want to call us. Or get us online on Twitter at MCR Footy Social. But what if they want to text? Why don't they just text 87711? That's what I'd do. Any one of those works for you anytime during it. So, what are the footballing headlines, Mr. Bourbon? Well, these are the headlines from the FA Cup yesterday. City progressed, beat Swansea 3-2. They will now play Brighton in the semi-final. United got beaten away at Wolves 2-1. So they're out. Wow. And they were shocking. Also, another little result today. Liverpool won 2-1. They're now two points clear at the top of the league, but they've played one game more than City. And currently, 2-0 uh, down Chelsea at the minute, which is good yeah. news for United. Well, it's a bit of good news from the weekend. Uh, obviously, we lost last week as well so to Arsenal, so we gave a bit of grind there, but it could have been much, much worse. Do you think it's time for Oli to go? Yeah, get me in. I'll, ma- I'll manage to the- give it me till the end of the season. <laughs> uh, 0345-111-7625. Shall we start with City? Mm. Yeah, so it's been, I mean, what a week it's been for City, because obviously, you know, we went top of the league, a good, good win last week. Then, of course, Schalke in the week, which I don't know if you saw this, but they sacked their manager after that. Mm. Uh, so he's the, been doing badly in the league. They're fourteenth, yeah. aren't they? So, uh, yeah, he's gone. And then, of course, yesterday. But the question is... Were we lucky yesterday? I'm not asking you that. I'm going to ask Frank. Uh, so, what do you reckon, Frank? Were City lucky yesterday? I think they were lucky yesterday. Yes, um, um, they, they 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 got a penalty which was possibly dubious. 
Uh, obviously, Bernardo Silva's goal was just... Oh, that was class. Class goal. Uh, and then, obviously, uh, Aguero scored with a header, and he, he was offside, you know, and there's no two ways about it. And, um, and, and it, I think it's just one of them that he went for us, really. Um, there was no VAR at the stadium. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Because, like, you know, we, we used to, over the last 10, 15 years, managers like Wenger, who would go, I didn't see it. Well, straight away, um, Guardiola said, like, I'm sorry, you know, VAR wasn't there because it would have been given offside. You know, and yeah. he, he's taken it, but he's also said, and we, we've heard many a time before, you know, uh, Guardiola's gone, I'm a big fan of VAR, we should have it, we voted for it, everybody else said no. So do you, yeah. Yeah, are, you are you a fan of him talking like that? Or do you want him to be going, no, nah, blatantly onside? No, I, I love the fact that he's actually quite honest about it. And uh, uh, as, as you've already pointed out, City were one of the clubs that did vote for VAR. Uh, and uh, I, I'm, I'm either way, you know, I'm a bit of a traditionalist, really. I, I think mistakes happen in a game and sometimes that adds to the game And it, as, as the talking points. Unfortunately, the talking points now are not whether he was offside or not. He's actually... VAR, VAR should have been there or shouldn't have been there. You know, it's more talking about VAR now and the mistakes that happen yeah. with VAR as opposed to uh, those those turning points within a game where somebody makes a mistake, either I, I, the referee or the linesman, uh, and, uh, you know, it's it sort of taken a little bit out of that and a little bit of the shine. But, yes, it, getting back to the original question, City were luckiest today. And, um, and, you know, I think within a season, obviously, we all watch football. Uh, luck goes through and it goes against you, you know, and it's just one of them that went in City's favourites today, unfortunately for Swansea, because I think Swansea should have been in the hat today. They look fantastic. And that left, I mean, some of the players, there's a, what's he called? This Selina. Selina, oh. the City player. That was like one of the goals of the season. It was an incredible move and what a cool finish. The left yeah. winger, who looks like the fastest player I think I've seen on a football pitch, because he was leaving Kyle Walker for dead. Absolutely yeah. two yards faster than him. It was incredible. And even some of like the old stages, like um, oh, Rightwich, for instance, he, even he looked like absolutely deadly yesterday. Whenever he got the ball, you thought, oh, he's going to create something, he's going to score. Um, really feel for him. Did, again, though, like I say, I didn't see the second half. Did they just run out of steam? Was it fitness? I think they run out of steam in the end. And again, you know, there's no two ways about it. City are a class above, obviously. Uh, and eventually, uh, you know, that, that took over, bearing in mind that there was two goals that possibly shouldn't have been. But, you know, even if, if you watch the first half and how good Swansea were, City were peppering them. And the goalkeeper, you know, had a storm yesterday for Swansea. Um, yeah, the radio yeah, said that, to be fair, yeah. when I was listening, yeah. Frank, Go on, sorry. Frank, do you think that this means that watching that game, there's two ways you can look at it. Is one you can say this shows how arrogant we can be as City turning up somewhere and expecting to come in because a lot of people were going in thinking we're going to score. Well, it's got seven against Schalke. We're going to score five or six against these guys, no problems. And uh, the arrogance actually exposed some of the defensive frailties. Or you can look at it and say actually this shows how good we are as a team and how we're able to pull it back from the brink because 2-0 down 25 minutes to go and we come back and win it uh, however which way we did it yeah uh, I, I, I think there was a little bit of arrogance uh, I'm hoping not from the City side certainly from a lot of City fans that you know I speak to on social media or, or down the pub 
But, you know, I, 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 to me, it was just one of them great cup ties where the underdog had a great, great first half, uh, went 2-0 up. And actually, if they'd have scored a third goal, it'd have been all over. Um, just unfortunate for them that they didn't. And obviously, City came back. So, and, and the City have got this habit of actually doing what United did all all those years ago and just play till the end and play to the final whistle. And it actually paid off for them uh, yesterday. Yeah, thanks very much, Frank. You want to get in touch with us as well? 0345-111-7625 or at MCR Footy Social. Just like United playing to the end. Just like yeah, United played. used to do. United still do that. They've, many times they've done that this yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, they, they played to the end yesterday. But they did. The, they scored a goal in the, in the late 90 second just minute. Just wasn't enough. No, they were poor yesterday. But go back to City, though. What I think Frank's... He's admitted you were lucky, yes. But it feels like we're skirting around the issue that... One of the goals that you scored, the winning goal, yeah. was offside. Yeah. That's not even in any shadow of doubt. So if you're Swansea, I mean, you're talking about the difference between them possibly trying to hang on, getting a penalty shootout, winning it, getting a huge payoff. I can't remember. Swansea, I think Swansea won the League Cup, didn't they, a few years ago? I seem to remember. Yeah, 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 they did. did. So, um, but the FA Cup's bigger than the League Cup. Uh, And then the penalty, from the replays I've seen, it seems like he gets the ball. And I'm not saying he gets the ball and clatters the player. He gets the ball and then there's incidental contact after. So that's two of your three goals shouldn't, just shouldn't have been allowed possibly I don't think there's much argument in that although if you saw the game yesterday there were some incredible saves and goal line penalties and all that so you kind of you do look at it and you kind of go well it weighs up and the way it comes down but the whole thing is like Frank was saying there what VAR is supposed to do it's supposed to clear that up but what we've had with this now and I'm trying to think I'm sure I've seen a movie like this I can't even think what the film is, but if this rings a bell, let us know. You can text us on eight double seven double one. So it's almost like you know, uh, like a video game where you kind of do something, you make a mistake, and then time rewinds, and then you go and do it differently from your last save. Yeah, point. yeah, exactly, exactly that. And we saw that yesterday with Lindelof getting sent off. Yeah, well, yeah. this is the other bizarre thing. So, so Lindelof. To be fair, if that would have been a red card, football's over. Football's on its way out anyway because tackling. He's not allowed anymore. If that would have been a red card, um, when he gave it, I was like, this is absolute madness, this decision. But United had VAR. Brighton this afternoon had a dodgy... Um, a dodgy decision go against right them. Right at the end. Right yeah. at the In end. Extra time. Yeah, luckily they won anyway. So, so. It, did, it was kind of irrelevant. But there was no VAR there and there was no VAR um, in the Swansea City, in Swansea Man City game. And you're thinking, this is the same round of the same competition. Now, is this is this because they're still getting it ready for next year? Or is it only still... Because like, obviously the way the FA Cup runs is that you can have a Premier League team against like a seventh tier football team yeah, quite essentially. easily. Rarely happens, and, and, but yeah. And, yeah, and you can be away at that ground. In like, fact, if it does ever happen, City are drawn the way City's looked <laughs> been this season. It's been incredible. But, in so, but the way, the way, as I understand the system is, like they've only got VAR at the Premier yeah, League grounds. Yeah, yeah, so fair enough. Right? But then Swansea were a Premier League ground team recently and could quite easily be back in the Premier League soon. So they'll have to have it. But then, <sighs> then just turn it off. If you can't have United... And and it benefited us, but you can't have one. So you're in the same quarterfinals of the FA Cup. You can't have one quarterfinals got VAR and two or three others don't. It's just absolute nonsense. And I don't get all this. 
oh well we're testing it for next season and things and I think at, at first you know you've got to be patient with it but they're now making it so difficult and so who knows what the rules are who knows now exactly I, what is a penalty because there was a handball in in the United Wolves game that uh, when it was the European game that was given as a penalty I, for I, PSG. I don't think you should be complaining about handballs and penalties no no I'm, I'm not complaining I'm just saying there's always like a bit of do you remember when the pass back rule first came in about yeah. 20 years yeah, ago and yeah. people going oh what's a pass back what's not a pass back he headed it can you throw it to the goalie and everybody kind of over the season figures it out well now we've got um, a, one competition has got one rule this is a penalty in the Europe FA Cup this is not a penalty in the FA Cup we've got VAR in some games we've not got VAR in other games You've got red cards now being overturned. I thought it was only goal line and penalty incidents that yeah. could... So, what? I just I, don't get it. I just I, don't understand. I, I think that what's happening is it's almost too much technology now because the, the goal yesterday with Aguero, when you look back and you see it, he was offside. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm not going to argue that. I'm not going to stand it. He was, he was offside, uh, his whole body. There's no question about it. But how many times this season have we seen goals rolled out on VAR because somebody's ankle yeah. or somebody's knee was offside. Now, yeah. that's something that you've only been able to see when you slow it down and you go back and you look at it. And you go, all right, well, by the letter of the law, that is offside. Yeah, and off offside's a rule that's always been tinkered with. So originally, if you were level, this is originally when I was a kid at school, if you were level, you were off originally. And then they changed it and they went, come on, we've got to start benefit benefiting the attacker. If you're level, you're on. Then it changed from level wasn't considered enough because he wanted more goals in the game. So they said they've got to be daylight. So if, even if, if your trailing leg was level with the defender and it was the, this was the wording of it, give the attacker the benefit of the doubt. Now we've gone right back to the point that if like you stood, you could score a goal legally with your stud. If your stud is like a millimetre offside, you're offside. And it's just like, look, clear it up. Let us know exactly what he's offside and what. And I think most people would say, give the, make it back to the daylight. Make it back so that the attacker gets more chances on goal. We want to see more goals. If you understand it, 0345 uh, 111 uh, Jack's on the line. Jack, have you ever scored a goal with your stud? With my stud, I don't think I've scored a goal with a pair of football boots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You, is, is your name really Alexi Sanchez? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not scored a goal either. Right, Jack, let's get this over with. I'm guessing by your accent, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Do you, you're not a United supporter, are you a Wolves supporter? I'm a, I'm a Wolves fan. I'm a bit rough as well, because I bought a big bottle of vodka after we absolutely <laughs> oh, wow. have <laughs> Were you at the game? I went, yeah, I went up to my uh, three nephews. It was brilliant. I managed to get a selfie with Paul Ince at the end, which was nice as well. You had a selfie with Paul Ince? Oh, wow. Yeah, on the way. Great game, absolutely. I mean, um, if I think one of them had put it on either way. It was down to the strikers, weren't it? I was just putting them chances away. But uh, we're absolutely buzzing. We're buzzing. So here's the question then. We're, this is like the typical thing that, because we're in Manchester, so we want to concentrate on the Manchester point of view. Yeah. From what I saw, United. I can't tell if United were really, really bad or if Wolves were just so good and so well organised and so disciplined we just weren't allowed to play because it felt like we were shut down in this game worse than maybe Juve at home earlier in the season or like the same as the Paris Saint-Germain first leg. Were Wolves good? Were United bad? What was it? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both, but Wolves, like you said, Wolves are very well organised and Pogba didn't get a sniff, did he? He had, he had a couple of rounds. No, every time nothing. He, every time the ball came near him, Matinho was pretty, um, 
was a great tackler of the ball kind of thing. Matinho was on him every time he had the ball. So I think it was a bit of Wolves. We played well, but we've played better this season as well. I don't, I don't want to take arrogance. I don't think you were quite at the races, were you? No, he looked like and not from what I saw. Had you taken a couple of those chances, you know, you had chances, then it, it's a completely different game altogether. But saying that, Romero made two, before, like, nil-nil, he'd made two, like, guaranteed goals, two great saves. So, you know, it could have been worse. We could have been three or four down before we we got, yeah. like, a consolation goal. There was that one-on-one where, that, well, like, um, he made that save and I turned to my nephew, he was like seven, and I said, and that's why he's the best goalkeeper in the world. And he said, the hire's not playing. So that was <laughs> <laughs> but, Uncle know, Jack, it, get off the vodka. It, 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 exactly. <laughs> but when he said out loud and everybody around you can hear it, because it's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, that was a great save for it. Yeah, oh, could have gone either way. That's that's my own opinion. Oh, so, really gone either I way. mean, you you guys are having a great season. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and, and and as well, like it's been a great couple of years for you. And I'm 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 guessing from you know, having nephews and stuff, you're old enough to remember the last time you were in the Premier League, and it didn't go so well for you then. Oh God! No. We so, <laughs> what's oh, the difference? Sorry. What's the difference now? Um, it's it's all down to the ownership. It's down to this Faust and this uh, this Chinese uh, firm. Um, it's the money they're putting in. That, that, that there's a, and there's a real um, a real unity down here at the minute. Everybody's everybody's singing from the same hymn sheet. Uh, the investments there, but they've got a real long term plan. They want to win the Champions League. They want to do it. They want to get into Europe. And it's looking possible. <laughs> I mean, it's looking like we could in Europe within the next couple of years because they're going to spend more money this summer but everybody's on the same page I've never as a Wolves fan I've never experienced this I've never seen it at the Wolves it's just um, it's just such a feeling really tangible feeling around Molyneux at the minute that something special is happening um, and you do get some Wolves fans playing around with it and saying yeah we're going to win the Champions League next year they're just being silly I think most of us are just enjoying it and just still kind of um, yeah, blown away that it's happening, kind of thing. So it's not too dissimilar. I mean, Leicester had the fairy tale ending when they won the league a couple of years back, but yeah. you've got now a, a, a decent first eleven where some of those players. I mean, you're thinking of Jimenez up front, um, Jota, uh, Neves in the centre of midfield. There must be clubs sniffing for them. Now, what happened with Leicester? Leicester went. Leicester had the money and Leicester said, no, we don't want to sell. We are not a selling club anymore. We want to build on it. Yeah. But then someone, for instance, Mares, just dug his heels in and went, City want me, I'm going away to City. Is that a possibility? Are you frightened for next year you won't have some of those stars or do you think you can maybe hold on to them? Well, I see you do get a lot of these people. I think they're a bit deluded. You do the kind of say, we, you know, we don't need to sell. We've, well, I think we're like the fifth or sixth richest in the country or somewhere else. I was having not doubt it's not wow. the case that is it. If a player decides he wants to leave, then it's happening, isn't it? That's that's the way I love. And if Man United come knocking forward saying levers, you've got it as a Wolf fan, you'd kinda of say, I, I don't want to see him. He's the best Wolves best player I've ever seen in a Wolf shirt. I, 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 I wouldn't want to see him go but also the thing is well do I, I do want him to win everything and I'm play at the highest level kind of thing. But he's just got to do tattoo of a wolf on his arm so I think that's a good sign wow yeah um, but it's more than just having money because we've seen lots of teams come in and spend money and obviously like you know there's been a lot of money spent at Chelsea and they're sort of dropping off the pace a little bit as well United have spent a lot of money which hasn't worked out for them 
You know, is it as simple as just being the team that spends the most money, or is there something like with with, with the manager that's there? Yeah, there's that big the Portuguese yeah. connection, isn't there? There's, there is something happening. I don't know I what it is, what, but yeah, it's like the. Um, I mean, when it first started with Chelsea with Abramovich and um, with City, it's at this point where they know they always use the word project now, don't they? With, with, with investors and clubs and stuff, it's a big project. Um, but they know long term the ambitions there, and I think. As long as they can say, you know, they can probably say to the likes of Neves, give us two or three years and we'll be, we'll be playing in Europe for Wolves, you know. There'll be no need for you to leave. But, uh, yeah, you've got to get there, ain't you, to, to, yeah. to, to well, be able to keep on what, hold of these players. Jack, what I'd really love to hear is because of that Portuguese influence and you being from that fine part of the world with from your the accent. From the black country. Um, can you speak any Portuguese? <laughs> Obrigada. Yeah, that means thank you, doesn't it? So you, you've got Watford in the next round in the semi. No reason why you can't get past them, and it's looking like you get City in the final. So, from my point of view, massive fingers crossed. I would love it now if Wolves went on to win the FA Cup. I, I have to say, as the City fan, I, I am quite. You're the team that I fear getting in the final. Yeah, they're the best side left in it, apart from City. Yeah, I think if we, um, we're going to lose to Watford now. We've struggled against the so-called lesser teams. Um, so we're going to enjoy that day at Wembley. I'm going to enjoy taking my nephews to the first the first time there. And if we do beat Watford, if we approach the game and we beat Watford, I'll tell you this, I reckon we if we beat Watford, we beat Man City in the final. Whoa, love it. I hope. Yeah, I right. really hope so. Just, just you make sure you call us back if that happens. <laughs> all right, because I'll be calling yeah, you if it goes the other way. Yeah, my phone's uh, breaking up here a bit. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Take care, Jack. Thanks, Jack. Brilliant. See ya. Uh, so that's Jack and Wolverhampton fan. Whoever you spot, give us a call or three four five triple one seventy six twenty five or drop us a Twitter. Is that drop us a tweet? Tweet us. I don't know. Uh, MCR Fuzzy Social eight double seven double one on the text, and we'll talk more and take more of your calls next. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester Football Social. Sorry for the slight delay there, but I was just taking a back because just before we started talking, Alex just said to me, yeah, we should talk about United because they were awful yesterday. Finally, after all this time together, you're starting to see sense. Uh, this is the Manchester Football Social. Alex Boardman is a United football supporter. He's a bit down. Yeah, I'm a bit fed up, to be honest. A bit Ol- glum. Ollie out. My name's Andy no. Ginley, and I'm a City fan, and this is your football show. It's the voice of the fans. So whoever your team is, wherever you're from, you want to get involved, give us a call at 0345-117625 or at MCR Footy Social on social media. Yes. Uh, the You could text us as well if you want. 87711. However, these are the football headlines. United went down yesterday 2-1 to Wolves. They are out of the FA Cup. Gutted. <laughs> City are through to the semi-final Come after on. being awarded a Quadru- penalty for nothing Quadruple and still on, scoring an offside goal after being drawn again with yet another oh, easy sorry. draw. Is this from a United fan? So City won 3-2 yesterday, they're three. Liverpool played in the league today. It was their game in hand and they beat Fulham 2-1. So they are now two points clear of City at the top of the table. But no, it wasn't their game in hand. They've now played a game more. Apologies it, for that. It was an amazing comeback for City yesterday, but I don't know if you saw that. There was a thing going around on social media. Someone took a screenshot 
of um, a, a gambling website. Yeah. And they were looking. So with half an hour to go, City are 2-0 down and they were still favourites to win the game. How mad is that? Well, listen to this. I saw on Twitter somebody, one of the betting websites was paying out when Swansea were 2-0 up. Uh, and there was like, and it was still two 0 with about twenty five minutes to go. So they paid out, and that person put, got fifty quid from like it's a very very small bet, and he put that on City to win in ninety minutes. Wow! So um, I think it was actually not as great as you might think, even with twenty five minutes to well, go. You know what? Let, let, let's just step back and go away. Let's just stop talking about City winning, and let's talk about United losing. Well, United were awful yesterday. And they were yeah, awful, and last week as well. No, it's no, all this, gone, it's all gone wrong. Something's well, gone off. Something has gone off since the Paris Saint-Germain amazing result against all odds. And it was like that team was solidified because all the the so-called starting 11, half of it was missing. Pogba was suspended. Yeah. You got players like Fred came in at Paris and McTominay and Pereira played the hearts out. Lukaku played brilliantly as well. Managed to do really well there. They kept some of that side due to injury in the Arsenal game. Now, the Arsenal game was one of those, again, another penalty that was not a penalty that went against us. So had it been 1-0 with 10 minutes to go, maybe we could have snuck one. But when it went to when it went to 2-0, that game was effectively over. But in that game, we had chances to score and we played well and we had a lot of possession. It wasn't one of those games where you go... It was basically... Do you remember when Chelsea played City at Chelsea earlier in the season? Yeah. And Chelsea went up and scored by Kante at half-time. And it was, their, plus yeah, one. It was yeah. their first shot and then in the second half they scored another. That was pretty much the story of the Arsenal game. The De Gea mistake for the first goal, a penalty that wasn't a penalty, and you just got to go, well, that happens. However, yesterday was different. Yesterday, for whatever reason, and maybe we were talking to Jack, who still sounds like he's had <laughs> yeah. the best night ever. <laughs> he sounded like he'd been up all night, didn't he? Responsibly. But um, he said Wolves were, Wolves were fantastic. I agree, Wolves were great. And I've seen Wolves this season, and I do think they're a very good side. But United equally created zero, and it seems... If you can base, if Pogba's playing and you can mark Pogba out of a game, you can put two players around him every time he gets the ball. United are utterly unable to create anything, it seems. But isn't that mad? That because this is United we're talking about, and by putting two players on Pogba, you're taking somebody you off somebody freeing, else. Yeah. So there should be somebody else that steps up. Well, there are some. Um, so obviously, we've all, with every United fan, has had concerns that were highlighted in the Mourinho time and Solskjaer's amazing sort of attitude and the the great spirit for the first 15, 16 games kind of airbrushed out any flaws within the team. Yesterday you did see, when Ashley Young doesn't play, firstly, there is nothing on that right-hand side whatsoever. Dallow's sort of played some games, he's come on and made an impact when he's played on the wing, um, but yesterday when he was sort of playing in the right-back position, Nothing happened and there's no one for him to pass to. Herrera doesn't really get down that side very much. So everything United create is all down the left-hand side yep. via Shaw, Pogba and Martial. Martial looked really tired. He's just come back from injury. He didn't look anything like the player he can be. He had no confidence. He don't think he'd beat anyone Do you think he's all just game. made too many social media videos of him cheering and jumping around? Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Pogba did, Pogba did nothing either. And, you know, Shaw was at fault for the second goal. And you, you kind of see, I wondered, when we played Paris in the first leg at Old Trafford, 
there was a couple of like decisions went against us and we looked a bit naive and Pogba got sent off and again it was a bit of like naivety and you kind of go oh well that's playing the European game yesterday Pogba was breaking from midfield twice with United playing on the counter attack and he was charging through midfield and both times he was really cynically brought down which yeah. is just a professional foul yeah, it's just a yellow card it's part of the game we're losing 1-0 with I can't remember let's say 20 minutes to go um, and uh Shaw's one on one uh, as a defender, and he kind of slips, and he's just got a he's got a rugby tackle, he's got a trip, he's got to do anything he can to just to to halt that player, and then they go and score and make it two 0 and it's just that little bit of that little bit of naivety, that little bit of just be a bit more professional. Don't I don't I, I don't know. The, here, here's a thought for you, here's, and this is just me being sort of outside slightly looking at it. And I've been caught up in the whole Ollie thing as well. I mean, at the very beginning, I was quite sceptical of it, and I was thinking, look, this is. The, there's something going on here, right? It's I was just, very sceptical. Yeah. I think it's a lot of United fans yeah. were like, it's, it's a PR like, exercise. It, yeah, it, it, this is not, and and also as well, I was like. I, I, I didn't rate the Norwegian league. That's maybe my mistake. But also, obviously, the, the problems that he's had, um, with what, 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 with his time at Cardiff as well. Yeah. But, that was his first job in yeah, a very different but circumstances. He's done so good. He's done such a good job at United. He's really transformed it, changed it. He's brought back a real buzz, a vibe. There's an atmosphere that wasn't at United, not just for Mourinho, but under Van Hal, under Mourinho. No, Moyes definitely, as well. definitely. And so not. there's something come back. It's changed it. I'm wondering if. The night of the victory of a PSG, they gave him the job. They signed it and they went, look, it's yours. Now, they haven't announced it yet, but that's there. All the paperwork's been done. They say, it's there. And so maybe it's just taking his eye off the ball a little bit. or yeah. just. And the players probably know this as well. Right? I, I think the players, the players know he's got the job. I think he's got the job. I think he got the job weeks before the first PSG game, to be honest. I think he probably got it. If he hadn't got it at the Arsenal away in the FA Cup, he, he most definitely should have had it after the Chelsea game. But um, I don't know what it is. I mean, it, it's almost like this is his. If this was a, a normal season and he'd have been the manager from the start of the season, we got 16, 17 games in. So where would we be? We would be in about December, which if you think back to when City had their blip, you got beat by Palace. Yeah, um, and Chelsea, Chelsea was it Bright, Bright? Leicester, Chelsea, Leicester, and and Palace. Yeah, um, the amazing times. Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that was after that was in January the yeah. Newcastle one, but that would have been about sixteen, seventeen games into the City season. So maybe it's just a thing of sides start to find you out, and you're still playing with the tactics that have already worked, and you've still yet to work in training and go. Look, if this isn't working, let's do this. Yeah. What was really apparent yesterday in the the bits of the City game that I saw and listened to on the radio, and all the United game that I did see, was when City were struggling and needed to up it. They brought on Aguero to make a to make a difference. Not bad for a sub, is no, it? No, and he ultimately did. Um, and you still played an excellent side. It's not like you were playing field in reserves. When we had to make that change to like go because Lukaku had got a, like a little knock in training or something. Um, you looked on the bench and you think you got Matter, who was just coming back from injury, who can change a game, control it, but he's not likely to come on and score a couple of goals. We ended up bringing Pereira on as our first sort of change to make. But then isn't, isn't that part of the issue is because Solskjaer's in this kind of holding pattern, if you will. He hasn't been given the ability to bring any players in. Of course in, it is, yeah. And all he's been able to do 
and we don't know how much influence he's had on this, is give Phil Jones a new contract and not renew Valencius. That's mm. pretty much all that's happened. That's pretty much all he's been able to do at the minute. Now, as well, a lot of that, you're always led to believe, don't let players run out of contracts. If you want to sell them, you need to keep some residual value. So just because he's signed, they've given all these players new contracts, doesn't mean they'll all be sticking around. Who knows? Maybe he does really like Phil yeah, well, Jones. I mean, I mean, Again, I, I mean, knows? City have, have uh, given um, Mangala a new contract. Yeah, exactly. And it's probably just that same sort of protection reason. There were a couple of things, though, in the game yesterday when I was watching it. Smalling has been great defensively since he came in, and he did put one really good ball through for Rashford. But most of the rest of the time when he gets the ball, he is really uncomfortable off, on the ball. So... <laughs> What's that? <laughs> that was, I just went to check the Premier League table and it opened up on the uh, on my iPad, whatever I was watching last. Well, that could Which, have been, for that one, I think we ought to be very <laughs> thankful that it was just some opera singer. <laughs> Dancing on ice <laughs> on my iPad. <laughs> but yeah, small, so Smallwing's not amazing on the ball and it's just, you can you notice it now as, um, as a fan, you watch the tactics of op- opposing... Um, players and they just they let Smalling off the ball all day because if he gets the ball in his own half he's so uncomfortable on it he's never really going to make a killer pass he often can't control it first time and you're a bit like it, the amount of times he gets the ball and ends up going back to the keeper because he's panicked because he's miscontrolled it so he's not top level and no. then just but, but can, can, I, can I just can I just again being from the outside looking in just say to you like whoa 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 take a breath all right, you've lost two games in a row. Mm-hmm. And you've lost three I'm fine. Games. Lose lost, all of them to the end of the season and still give it Solskjaer. You've lost three games under Solskjaer. But actually, those three games have all been in different competitions. Yeah. Right, so you lost the, the Champions League first leg, but you've come back and you're through to the next. Yeah. Amazing. So Brilliant. that, one of those losses yeah. has no relevance. No relevance, right? The, the Arsenal game, unlucky. Unlucky, but, but Everton have beaten Chelsea. So Chelsea have so not made is, grind this up. Is, this is what I'm, I'm saying now. You're currently a point ahead of Chelsea, which was just unthinkable. Yeah, unthinkable. We're, I think we're one behind Arsenal, aren't we? Yeah, and only, two, and only two, two points behind Arsenal. Three behind Tottenham. Just mental. Yeah, no, it's absolutely ridiculous. There's still eight games to play. Of those eight games, Arsenal have got to go away five times. If there is a team in the league worse at going away in the in the top half of the table than Arsenal, I bet there isn't. I mean, the thing that, that's shocking just looking at this now is the gap for Tottenham. Because considering yeah. it was only about three weeks ago, everyone was talking Tottenham are back it was in more, it. It was about seven, right. I think, when they were really in with a chance of winning the, the league. they're now 13 points off City. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They just collapse. They always collapse. But... Hopefully they're saving it off for the Champions League because they've got City in the next round of the no, Champions that, League. That is uh, that is something we need to talk about. We need to talk about the the Champions League draw that we're getting. And I think what we'll do is we'll bring Niall in, our journalist, and we'll talk about how the draw that came out and have a look at that. And if you want to get in and get involved in that and uh, give us your thoughts on it, oh three four five triple one seventy six twenty five, or you can uh, give us a text, which is Alex's favourite thing. Oh yeah, eight double seven double one. I've just learned it off by heart. Wow, look at that! <laughs> Have you had it tattooed on your forearm? Sixteen <laughs> weeks later, eight double seven double one. Text uh, at MCR Footy Social on social media, and we'll be back after this. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester Football Social. Welcome to the Manchester Football Social. Whatever your team, whatever your colours, uh, welcome. And uh, if you want to get involved with us, 0345 111 or you can drop us a text to 87711 at MCR Footy Social. 
on social media. Alex Boardman, Man United fan. Yes, I'm a Gingley City fan. And football journalist extraordinaire. <laughs> a fresh from <laughs> tropical climes. Of 17 degrees. Yeah. Is that now, what it was, where you yeah. were? Now, McCall, football journalist, welcome to the show. Oh, so you've just You were in <laughs> Barcelona... Yeah, when the Champions League was drawn. I know it was an it was a, a little excursion turned inadvertent scouting trip for all my Man United supporting pals. And, and so, was, so did what actually happened was you were on holiday and then we phoned yeah, you up and made you work. So I went, <laughs> I went to visit a mate in, in Barcelona and obviously they had Leon at the new camp. Uh, in their second leg of the last 16 game, of which they won 5 1, by the way. Yeah, it was it, poised at 0 0, and I remember thinking, no, that'll time. be tight. And, yeah. Le and Leon scored, and the nerves are, were pretty pretty palpable, like you could feel them. Um, but Barca, I, I'm surprised not more teams are talking about them, to be honest, because I kind of feel that in a weird way, Barcelona have just floated through to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Everyone's talking about Juventus, mm. United even, Manchester City, Ajax, yeah. Ajax. No one's really said anything about Barcelona, but they're one of the best teams left in it. But I is, mean, is that because you don't really need to say anything about them? They're just so well established and they've got such superstars. I mean, you could say that, but like, like, like they I said, They weren't even Leon, Bucky's favourites, were they? Because no. Bucky's favourites have been between Juve and PSG and City. It's been those three for the start of the competition all the way through. And then Madrid and Barca were kind of joint fourth and fifth favourites. For whatever reason talking to the locals out there they feel that they're not as likely to do it this season as people might think for whatever reason um a few of them are actually quite fearful of the, of the game coming up against manchester united um but there was a poll done out there when i was out there and i think 24 percent or 27 percent one of those numbers i'm not quite sure now uh of barca fans said that they wanted to avoid manchester city in the next round which they have done but they've got manchester united yeah, instead yeah but i mean the way that Solskjaer sets his teams up. I know they got knocked out by Wolves, but it's almost prime for, for knockout competitions. Yeah, yeah. If they can it's... score a couple of goals away from home. You're pretty much back in United to do it. If and they can score yeah. in the new Camp. They're, they're... Especially Barcelona in the new Camp because they play, well, they'll have a lot of possession and they play really, really high up the pitch. Um, so as do as do PSG, and they leave themselves a little bit open because there's no way they can do what if Juventus if you got Juventus over two legs and they winning one nil, you go they can defend for ninety minutes and the crowd will love it. At Barcelona, if they like if they've not like had three shots on goal in the first fifty minutes, they start booing. That crowd yeah. turns really quickly. It's, it was so fascinating the way that they consume their football out there because winning for Barca is such a habit that when they concede or when they lose. It's almost like disbelief. Mm. It's like they've never seen their side lose a game before. And it's not so much elation when they win. It's very much, yeah, thank you very much. Next, on to the next one. It's so, it's almost like we've lost and they're distraught. And yeah. It's like the feeling of losing consumes everything rather than the feeling of winning, bringing you up and getting you buzzing and putting you on a high. The fact that they've lost a the game is actually more devastating to them. Winning has just become such a, a part of the fabric of Barcelona. And football. Well, and also they're, they're slightly more casual fan. When I I went to a Barcelona game when I was there for the weekend with my son and we saw Barcelona play Roma and um, it was excellent, but you could buy tickets just at uh, cigarette kiosks or lottery kiosks in the middle of Las Ramblas. So you could just go up and you could just buy a ticket for that night's game. And loads of tourists were doing it. And where we were sitting, there were people from all over the world, not really many Spanish speakers. Um, and it seemed like the hardcore were behind both goals. 
And then there were other little bits. But then everybody else was like extremely casual about the game. There were um, lots of people in the concourse beforehand where there's bands on and there's like, it's like a festival outside. And then even at the back of the, you know, like where you'd get normally get a hot dog or you'd yeah. get a beer and stuff. Loads of people like not even watching the match. They were just down there chatting. And it, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, maybe that's just, we were in decent seats or maybe it's just corporate. Is, area this, stuff, is this stuff that's different actually when you're in the game? Because I know I went to the old... Juventus well, they also stadium. don't get a decision against them by the referee. <laughs> I'll say that as well. It's like, it's like they have their own ref. I, I remember going to watch uh, Juve at the Del Alpi Stadium. That was their old one. Mm. And just being there, and it was more closer to... Um, baseball than it was to soccer over here because there's people in the stand selling hot dogs and popcorn. Well, they had and a real it, issue, didn't they, with that stadium because there was a running track and I think one season Juventus had like, I think only 4,000 supporters turned up to one game because the view was so bad. The, the seats were so far from the, from the actual pitch because they kept the running track around the outside. I don't know whether Turin hosted some sort of European Mustard athletics on, championships yeah, or something. Ago, yeah. And um, they actually removed the running track and, and obviously now it's the Juventus Stadium. But it is weird there. I, I agree with you that on that one. Yeah, but I, I did quite like that thing of going, hey, I like popcorn at a football match. You know, that's mm, just like, not like, for me. No, I, I remember nice West Ham did it, didn't they? Some of those, like when West Ham got in the new stadium and the Sky, I think, focused on some dude eating popcorn and everyone was tweeting, "This is everything that's wrong with was football." It pr was it prawn flavored? Pot could have been. Could <laughs> for have me, been. for me, sitting down at football is uh, it's never the most enjoyable thing. Anyway, I prefer to stand up. That's just yeah, from, from yeah. being in the lower leagues, really. But. You know, there's there's an argument to bring the safe standing back. Um, the Champions League, some clubs do it. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got the facility at Bayern Munich, and I've been been there as well. And Dortmund, it's as just well. yeah. Mm. The the question is, having been there uh, when when it came out, do do you think that um, one is going to be a great experience for United fans going over there for that leg, and two, is there any chance at all of United? pulling off a result. There's a massive... What do you mean, is there any chance? I'm not, yeah. I'm not talking to you. Of I'm course to, there's a massive I, chance. I'm talking to the man who knows his onions, the sports journalist. I, <laughs> I was not upset with Barcelona in the draw. Not upset at all. Um, uh, it's the Champions League. If you're going to win the Champions League, the chances are you're going to have to be a Barcelona, Real Madrid, PSG, Juventus... Done. Long, I was done. waiting for you to say that because I knew he'd jump in. Done, done. I did, nobody thought with that team we could go to PSG and, and get the two goal deficit back. I think yeah. Barca. I think Barca would have beaten PSG, mind you. Yeah, possibly. And as well, you've got to say as well with that team. With that team, and with Jose, you managed to beat Juventus, so that's even better. Result. Well, the, you know, with with that team, we had Pogba playing and stuff. We didn't have Pogba playing in that game. We didn't have uh, Herrera. I don't think we had. We didn't have Matic. We didn't have Mata. I think it comes down to this thing as Martial. well. Same with Manchester City. People say they can't see them winning the Champions League because they have little to no European pedigree, and that's not being disrespectful. It's just because they've only really been in the Champions League the last five or six seasons. The same, really, with, with PSG. I mean, they, they've only really been... I mean, I wouldn't even call them a, a European heavyweight. I mean, are they? No. PSG, well, they, well, is really? it only... The club only started in 1978, 70. is it? Yeah, 1970. So... I mean, I don't want to disrespect their players because they've got some world-class players at Paris. But it's like, are, are they really... 
I mean, every year they're tipped to do well in the Champions League. Yeah, and every year they fail. And every it's always at this year. stage, isn't it? Always when the, the 12 points, 15 points clear in the league. Whereas Barcelona have what United had under Sir Alex. They have a fear factor. Yeah. There's a, there's a fear factor of going to the Camp Nou. There's a fear factor of playing against Messi. Playing against... I mean, Still. you look at these players. That they, Busquets, is, I think he's only 31 years old. Yes. Like he's been he's on played a lot. Yeah. It feels like he's been playing for even wow. like, he has played, forever. He has played a lot of football, hasn't he? You but, know, so they've got some world-class players. Players. They're a they're a massive massive football club, um, and it's just everywhere. When you go out there, the football the football is everywhere. You see people in scarves. I mean, you do see a lot of tourists, but you I do. Mean, they're a huge football club, and massive, it's, it massive. is like a big Catalonian emblem as well because they've got the colours of the thing. Sure. So it's it's well, as they say on the seats, it is more than a club. It's kind of like a way of life, etc. But to think this Barcelona team, it's the best side I've ever seen in club football was the Barcelona team of about nine years ago, which had Xavi and Iniesta in midfield was ridiculous. Messi was still is ridiculously good. But yeah. He scored the best header I've ever seen in the Champions League yeah. final. I mean, against United. And he's like five foot four. And he's the ridiculous. Height on to get Between Ferdinand and yeah. Vidic. It's just, he is phenomenal. However, is Suarez having the, a great season? Is he the player he was even three years ago? I don't ago? think so. No, no, he's not. Is Messi... He's still ridiculously good, but is he as good as he was when we played him? He's not. He isn't. He's not. He's still the, the he's, top goal scorer and top assist maker in Europe, though, Alex, to be fair. Yeah. He's PK <laughs> as good as he and was as 10 well. years ago. I, I, no, he's Biscuits, Xavi or Iniesta. No. Biscuits. He's, he's, <laughs> he was always there, understood it. He's not yeah. bad, but in the same way Fletcher was not Roy Keane or Paul Scholes, Biscuits okay, is not then, Xavi okay, or Iniesta. Ask me again, are any of those players better than the players Manchester United have got? And I would say, yeah. Well, biscuits. If biscuits marks Pogba, he'll just he'll yes. mark out the game. But will Barcelona play that? Will Barcelona go? Oh, let's just mark Pogba out of the game and stop him. Maybe they will away, but I don't think they'll do that at home. They'll have to go out at home and they'll have to open up, and that'll leave us with our counter-attacking game, which is the best way. It's actually the only way we play really good football. Well, big test, uh, big test. Are you going to have your players back from injury by the time that game comes Yeah, they're all around? back now. I'm thinking, no, no, no. I'm thinking about the really important, influential players like Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, Sanchez won't be back. I, don't, I wonder if Sanchez will even play again, to be honest, at United. Because when when's he going to play? He's going to play in any of the eight uh, yeah, games I, to get I, I think, I think No? He, I think if he, if he comes back from injury, because what they're talking about, this latest injury, he's going to be back at the beginning of May. Yeah, just so that's it'll be there for the Champions League final if you get that far. Yeah, or the last two game, or the last sort of game yeah. of the season. You're not prepared to give him another six months, maybe till January <sighs> next year. See the point though, because he's had chance after chance, and he's had loads 26 of six million quid to, as to well. turn it round. And he's also um, he's one of these players who seems to consistently be injured with the same kind of injury, and you, you sort of think. As his career goes on, he's, what, is he now 30 anyway? Mm. Well, he's not going to get less injury prone, is he? He's going to get more and he's, he's, he's just not played. And when he has played, he's been useless. So my patience has gone. If we can't do better than that, he's massive for United in the off-season to see what happens, to see actually if whoever the manager is, to see if we buy a new centre-half, to see if we actually ever get some right-sided attacker, see if we get a new full-back that's an actual full-back yeah. as opposed to a winger that we've had for eight years. I, I, I don't want to come across as sounding biased in any way, but <laughs> let's just park that there because as far as I'm concerned... That last few minutes is a waste of space because Barcelona are going through. Let's go on to the, <laughs> other, the other side of the draw and City have got Spurs. Right. So as as the independent neutral yep. in the studio, how do you see that one? I think that is 
massively fortunate for Manchester City. Really? And I'm not saying that because obviously the Premier League, we, we know how good Spurs are, but the travelling... The travelling, it could be huge for Manchester City in terms of an, adva- of an Have advantage. Have you tried driving down to London well, just recently? Just get, get on the trains, two hours from Piccadilly, straight True. into London, Euston, then, I don't know, a few... But Actually, Bar- Barcelona's only two and a half hours on a plane, and as, as yeah, I think but, I said the uh, other but day... also, from a fan point of view, travelling to the game, it's much easier to get to London than it is to Barcelona. It's probably cheaper to fly to Barcelona yeah, from Manchester. It's a lot more yeah, fun to, to go to Barcelona. Come on. To Barca. See, well, have so you been to a train on London? That's 160. <laughs> yeah. Talk about the actual game, though. I mean, what we're looking at, because Spurs have suddenly fallen away. We were just talking a, a few minutes ago about the fact that from being three points off the pace, they're now 13, 14 points off the pace uh, in terms of the top. They've obviously, Kane was out for a bit. Ali's just yep. come back. Um, but they've done all right. They did really, really, really well against Dortmund. Yep. But um, they're not as good as Manchester City, Ant. They're not. I know, keep telling me this. Keep they're telling not. me this. I need them on this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're, they're just not, not as good. The, the greatest teams in the history of football of all time, I'm talking all the teams across, have found a way to win no matter what the circumstances. I know it was only Swansea, but Manchester City, although for a bit of fortunate refereeing, lack of VAR, whatever you want to say, they found a way to win. Manchester United used to do it under Sir Alex, Fergie time, late goals. They found a way to win. In the Champions League, 99, 20 years ago, Solskjaer has won it. They found a way to win. The best teams in football find a way to win. I love the, I love Manchester City have done that and they've proven that this season and I'll, they will find a way to win against Spurs and I, I fancy them to go through. That, c- can we just like make sure that we take this little bit of audio <laughs> and I'm going to play, when you get play it to out. myself every morning because that is like, remember when it, well, Barack Obama this Barack Obama became a president and he was like, yes, we can. Yes, we can. And you, your speech all the way through that, they found a way to win. They found a they way found to win. They found a way to I win. Feel, I feel so motivated. Swansea, Swansea were really unlucky. I know. They went they two, they went two goals up. They you played talk, brilliantly. Tottenham also have got a Massive, massive shout in the next four, four or five weeks. They play Liverpool away at the end of next week. Then they play City three times in April. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So City's April is ridiculous. And you've got United in that. Um, to think that Swansea away in the FA Cup will equate to a, a team... City have not got a good record in the Champions League. As it gets to the final stage, it's the one that Guardiola supposed wants, the one that fans still be the anthem and say, oh, we're not bothered about it. There's a difference between... I don't see Tottenham... Being a pushover, oh, they oh, beat no, they Dortmund four 0 They, they won't were incredible. Be a They've been brilliant in this competition. But I'm, so, I'm saying, I think on current form, I think Swansea are a better team than Schalke, and I'm not even joking there. Schalke nearly getting relegated out of the Bundesliga. Swansea sat mid. I think if if Swansea played Schalke, Swansea would beat them the way they played against Manchester City. Yeah, because possibly. Schalke were that bad. I mean, I mean, this is the way. This is the way it goes. You've got to have luck along the way. You do. You I don't think. To. I don't see Tottenham being a walkover though. Because no, they again, won't be. They've but been great in Europe, and I, they've got those players will be back in form. Son, Kane, yeah. Eriksson. No, Son does worry me, and I'll tell you one thing, Alex. You know, I, I agree with you on that, but no matter how many times you say that, it's not going to bring back your FA Cup place. Alex, oh. Niall, thanks very much. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> thanks very much for joining us today. <laughs> Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Right, so we're off air now, obviously, but the podcast continues. Ant McGinn, we did something extremely naughty then. Professional. You had a little pop saying we were all upset because United are out of the FA Cup. A trophy we've won probably seven times more than City. Uh Uh-huh. 
and you said it just as we were going off air, so I was not able to but come back. Th- this is why we have the podcast, so the floor is yours. Well, I'm thinking, I, I'm going to say this, Niall's not here, he's had to just pop out and do a little bit of another job. However, City's draws have been remarkably lucky um, thus far in every competition you've been in. The League Cup, teams like... Um, Burton Albion mm-hmm. in the semi-final. Come on, mm-hmm. talk about being given a bye. FA Cup, you've still not really played anybody. You've had Swansea. You could go all the way to the final. You could even win that trophy and you've not really played uh, anyone from the top six. Right. Um, but again, that's by the bye. You've got to play who you've got to play. However, yeah. I think all that as it comes towards the end of the season, obviously you're doing well in the league. Liverpool yeah. are running you close. We know they're two points clear now. The underestimation of someone like Tottenham will be your downfall because even if I'm, you, I'm not underestimating them if N- you, was. yeah come on you were jumping around when you got that draw you were punching the air you were dead happy because because you'd avoided Liverpool who we know historically yeah, murder you yeah, in the yeah, Champions yeah. League United who we know have got fantastic pedigree in the Champions League uh, sorry what <laughs> a trophy we've won three times. Yeah, and um, how many I, of the players that have won it are playing for the team at the minute? Um, let me think. Have we got any of the finalists? No, none. Smalling? No, no. Um, but we've even got to we got to the final uh, three other times on three other occasions. You've avoided Barcelona. You've you basically been given every kind of easy round. But all those easy games, all those cup games, that there will come a point when, and it's coming in the next few weeks when. You've not played anyone yet. And as right. soon as you face a real side, be it Tottenham okay. or be it in the semi-final, as I predict, United City. Yeah. And that lack of big game experience this year will come back to haunt you, mark my words. City will be going out at the semis, if not to Tottenham. It's possible. It's entirely possible. However, if that doesn't happen and if we beat Tottenham, and if we get United in the semis and we beat them and we go on and we win two, maybe three, possibly the four competitions that we're still in, what will you then say, Mr. Alex Bobman? I will be amazed, frankly. And I will still say it's not as big an achievement as when United won the treble <laughs> because when United won the treble, they did it with a hardcore six players, uh, five players, six players that were all homegrown who played in every round um, so yeah. So basically, what you're saying, it doesn't matter what we do as a club. You'll always find a way to make out what you did many years ago. Better. It was better because it was <laughs> success that had been built over many, many years. It wasn't just success that had been given to us. That's like saying that's like asking a self-made millionaire who started off selling newspapers when he was like 15 years old, and he's worked his way up, and now he drives a Bentley into work. He's got a big factory, and he makes a million pounds a year. Is he? happier with the way he did that than another millionaire whose basically dad was a millionaire and just gave him a million quid. That's the difference, and that will always be the difference. I I would say the second one is going to be happier because he's not had to spend a lot of time working. Well, that's from your point of view, isn't it? He's not as as deserved. And uh, I think also as well, I think a lot of the older City fans do sometimes struggle trying to reconcile where you used to be and all those like to then suddenly just being like oh look us we're in the quarter final of the european cup with we're in the semi-final of the fa cup is that not work for us as fans who were there and and i'm not the oldest by any means but through the 90s in the kipax stood in the kipax going seeing those uh, those and, and you know the greatest moment i ever saw as a city fan when the nineties was being third, pl- was being top of the league after three games, 
In, we, that was in the 90s, early yeah. Early 90s, yeah. And then we got relegated that same season, right? And that was pretty standard. And so we went through, and the people, Natalie was the same. Natalie was there uh, with with the playoff when we were going to go down. We came back up with Dickoff scoring, all that, all the ups, all the downs. That was in, that was right. in 99. That her, was mom, when... her mom and dad wanted to leave, and she made them stay. Yep. She made them stay, and she saw that. And this is what it's like. So it's not as simple about just all the money coming in. As fans, we've invested. It's not just the time. It's not just the money that we spent on shirts or games or those things. It's the emotional investment. So we, we've we been there. So it's not just a yeah, case yeah, of... You, have, suddenly, you it, have been there, but I'm telling you now, there are City fans my age who, if you said to them, they've loved winning things for the last couple of years, but if you said to them, click my fingers, you can go back to the 80s, and you're going to get to an FA Cup final and lose on a replay, but it's still that city, yeah. and you're still at Main Road. That's nostalgia, and that's what that's what you're doing. But now. nostalgia's so powerful. No, but that's your identity. That's in, that's built into the fabric of being a City fan. I think this. You never know what's going to happen with City. You could be three 0 up. Oh, we've lost four three. That's not the case now. That's but not the case now. I still have that fear, though. I still carry that fear. You, yeah, but you're stupid. There's no need to have it because you've eradicated it all by buying. 40 of the best players in then the world. how come we were 2-0 down at Swansea in the cup? Because you took your eye off the ball, because you're arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Do you know what is interesting, actually? Um, as you said, it. we had a caller on earlier, Frank. Yeah. Um, I've got him lined up. We're going to ask, oh, okay. ask him something else again. However, I know this about Frank. You were just saying about Natalie Pike's parents wanted to leave when Dickoff scored the... It was in yeah, 99, yeah. wasn't it? And yeah. it was the, the playoff to go up in the thing at Wembley. Um, so Frank was at there at that same game and his wife also wanted to leave and she'd started walking up the stairs and Frank was really reluctant and they'd had a bit of an argument because she was really fed up going, well, this has been an absolute... And she was really annoyed as well because she spots City and she was leaving and she was at the sort of tunnel on the way out and Frank was sat at his seat going... I really don't want to leave, I, I, but at the same time, I don't want the ha- the argument that's coming if I let her go on her own. So he just got up off his seat and he'd got to like two steps past his seat and then City scored. And Helen, who's his wife, came running down like cheering and stuff. So they sat back down and watched the rest of it. But you know, I'm sure there was people with, with the whole Aguero 9320, there was people Loads that Loads of people. Yeah. People I, miss everything. Oh. No, but Barcelona, like the new Camp 99, I think people probably missed that because they were leathered. <laughs> I've got to tell you this, so you, you don't know this, and this, this, is, this is the first moment I ever cheered for United in my life. 99, I was working as a bouncer in a club in Leicester when I was at uni, and for that night, they opened up the club because they had a big arena, and they had a big screen, projector screen, and they put the game on so people could come and watch it. There's loads of students there. We could hold 1,500 people, right? We had... 1,496 United fans and four Bayern Munich fans right in the middle, German students. And because it was so busy, we couldn't get to where these students were, these four Germans. And there was only only two of us working because they didn't realise how big this game was going to be, how popular it was. And literally, like 10 minutes in as it goes, Bayern score, and then the atmosphere was just horrible. And it started getting a bit feisty as well and we thought look something's going to happen to these Four. these german kids and we can't do anything about it you know because we won't be able to get to them so we were literally if something like as, as big and strong as we thought we were we were like literally if it goes down we're just gonna have to lock ourselves in the toilets till it's all over and so i was i was watching the game i was still celebrating the first goal 
when Solskjaer scored the winner. I didn't. Even, I just thought, thank God he's going to take extra time. I'm going to live. I'm going to survive. I'm going to. I'm not going to die. The Germans are going to be fine. It's going to be <laughs> lovely. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of all the times I've cheered when City have scored. Nope, no. <laughs> <laughs> zero, absolutely zero. Yeah, it will happen. It <laughs> However, so um, I've got Frank back on, ready, to, ready to go. Right. What's what's Frank want to tell us about? Well, so do you remember Frank was the dude who got um, the free Newport County uh, ticket in yeah, the last yeah, round? Yeah, and he, and he drove, drove the guys down and not Newport. What am I talking about? The place near Wales. Not it New- was Newport. Is it Newport? Yeah. yeah, Newport. Yeah, sorry. So one of those games that we got isn't a proper game. Yeah, one of one of your many sort of buys into every competition. Uh, yet you'll still probably boo the FA if you get to the FA Cup Ooh. final. Um, so anyway, Frank uh, <laughs> he just seems to be living like life on the jib. He's had another absolute result uh, going to watch City, and where he's he's basically got he's got a lot of things for very little money. So let's let's find out. Let's see what he says. It was uh, again. It was one of them situations where I got a phone call, literally about nine o'clock on uh, last Friday night, uh, from a, a, a friend of mine who uh, runs a promotions company, and he had already sold. He had he had a box at the Etihad, right. and he got um, uh, there's ten seats in the box, and he'd sold eight of those boxes. So he phoned me up and asked me if I fancied taking my son to uh, to the Etihad in a, in a in one of the boxes. Is nice. that is that one of the boxes where like I've seen Liam Gallagher and Noel Gallagher sort of so you've got like a balcony and you can sit out if you want. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's, it's exactly one of them where you go in the box, you've got a, a glass patio door type thing and then you've got <laughs> then you've got 10 seats that you can go out wow. onto the balcony and, and watch the game or go back into the box and watch it either through the through the glass patio or you can watch it on the television is, screen. Is there, like, is there like a butler that opens and closes the patio doors? Not quite that... Not quite that uh, uh, opulent, but uh, there's a, there's waitress uh, assigned to each box. So oh wow! The waitress, Between so the waitress, ten of you, so you've got your own waitress. You've got a waitress in the box, uh, yeah, in the box, and she comes in and she says, you know, she'll take your order basically if you want to if you want a drink or if you uh, want something to eat. Hang on, hang on. Uh, you you want something to eat? Like, a, are we talking a pie? Or are we talking like caviar? You, you, you can eat whatever you want, really. Whatever's there. I mean, my son actually had cheese and onion pie and chips <laughs> <laughs> on a plate, though. At the death of football, right there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, but, uh, are these oh. these boxes? Because I've seen them advertised. I've seen the city one advertised, and I think the ten grand a box. Oh no, no, they're not ten grand a box. What am I talking about? They're a grand a box, aren't they? Or twelve hundred quid or something like that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, with ten of you, so it's like hundred and twenty quid. So how much did, did you have to pay the two hundred and forty quid for you and your lad? As it happens, no, I didn't because, uh, as I say, I know the guy, uh, and uh, he was doing me a bit of a favour, really, because I actually coach his young lad, you know, for the football team that I uh, coach at the weekends. And he's, and he's basically said, how much are the tickets? And he said, hundred and twenty quid each. He says, but I'll give you give you. Two tickets for fifty quid. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, you, you've got some negotiation skills there, Frank. 
<laughs> yes, yeah, so it was just one of them. Uh, yeah, okay, then. And then I snapped his hands off and off I went. So oh. this, what's funny about this, Ant, you might not know, because I, I've, we spoke to Frank before yeah, three yeah, or I four remember. weeks yeah, yeah. ago. So Frank, when he went to Newport, got a free ticket for driving, driving the a coach, coach. The minibus of the guys, yeah. So now as as a coach, he's getting a, like, not a free, but a heavily discounted box for the for the game. And you got, you're probably going to end up going to Wembley, like, just wearing a ball boy's kit or something and just getting for nothing. <laughs> Yeah, have exactly. you ever paid full price for a ticket this season? Uh, yeah, I have, to be fair, yeah. yeah. But I, I tell you what, like, and we've got your number now, Frank. You've got ours. Like, if, if somebody else comes along to you and says, I've got four tickets, you, your lad, and us two, how's that? That sounds good to me, mate, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll sit in the back and eat chips. I'm not watching that, movie. <laughs> <laughs> on a plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on a plate. Uh, did you, do you get gravy as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, gravy. Oh. Uh, can I just check as well? Is, is all the all the food and drink when you're in there? Is that free, or do you have to pay for that on top? To be fair, I had to pay for for, for uh, my um, food, but you, obviously some of the some of the boxes, and I'm, and I'm assuming the guys in the box that were with me that paid full price, they got theirs for free. You don't you don't get your drinks for free, but right. you get your food for free. How, 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 how much is cheese and onion pie and chips on a plate cost? It was only, oh, I'm not sure, four, probably about six or seven quid, I think. <laughs> Bit steep. And Frank paid a quid. <laughs> he gave him a quid because, like, he offered to drive the waitress home or something. That's probably what happened. Oh, that's brilliant. That is so good. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, go on. Just, just getting back to the, to the game itself, what was so good about it was the fact that, obviously, you're not allowed to take alcohol, alcohol in, the, in the stadium. But what was so nice about it, it was a really cold day, actually, if I remember rightly. Uh, it was so nice that I had a pint on the table. So if I fancied a drink of my pint, I used to go in the box, get warm, have a drink of my pint, watch the match up through the glass, and then went back outside again. So it was just a bit of a bonus all the way around. Winner. Yeah, winner, winner. And that's it from us for today. Um, we've chatted loads about that and about lots of other things, but that's hmm. kind of what we do. If you want to get involved in the football social, it's on every day on XS Manchester and you can get it again as the podcast you'll sometimes hear Alex on the Manchester United Football Social yeah Manchester United Football Social 6 till 7 of you listening on the radio or you can just go on the Manchester Football Social as Ant said or any podcasting device we're on all of them aren't yeah. we and look out for some exciting things happening as well because we just did our first Facebook Live and pretty soon every time we do the show you'll be able to see our glorious faces oh, in 3D so that means I'm going to have to start washing I'm putting clothes on. <laughs> nope. I refuse. I refuse. In fact, if that's the... Can I do the next show with Natalie Pike, please? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she might have a say in that, and I know what her answer's going to be. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>